It's Colin Paul Show, episode 43, game of the year, and infinity... Scott, what the fuck is it? Wars? War? 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 Fuck it, game of the year! John Paul Show, episode 43, Scott. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Game of the year. We're a little bit late, but 2017 is over, and we have played basically everything we're going to play, except for one game, and you'll get to it as soon as you can, and you're doing an amendum to it. That's correct. But right now, I'm just happy to announce that Madden is our game of the year. That's right. EA's fucking done it again. Madden's no, bad. fuck Madden. Fuck Madden. Actually, Madden ain't that bad. They just... They, they do the... That's that fucking... Yeah. You know what you, the problem is with fucking Madden? It's Madden Ultimate Team. It would be so much fun if they had a season mode. I don't have to fucking play online. That would be fun. The regular season mode... I can just have, like... I don't know, Joe Montana and fucking Dick Buckets and all these fucking cards. I can play that in my season mode. But no, they want me to fucking go online and play a bunch of fucking assholes. No. I got a better idea. That would be fun. They should have an ESPN NFL 2K5 mode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what a better mode would be? A good fucking Tekken game. Tekken yeah. Bowl. Oh, Let's well. do that. Well, this None is... of that all pro football bullshit. Yeah. NFL license to the same developers. So, here's what we're going to do, besides bitching. We're going to do Game of the Year 2017, and we're going to do Infinity War. That's the name of the show. Review and Spoilers. So why not? It's the biggest show of the year and the biggest movie of the year. It already had the biggest opening of all time, so why not? Let's just go ahead and spoil the shit out of it. I mean, so, Scott, what is the game of the year? Super Mario Odyssey. Has to be. Yeah, because you know your hat. Because it's on the fucking switch, right? Is that... Yeah, your hat. Your hat doesn't break. That's why. 
Yeah. Hat mechanics. Hat mechanics. Um, Zelda is amazing in a lot of respects, but one of the big things besides the constant freaking rain and needing you to climb all over shit is the weapon breaking. It's double or triple the durability on the weapons, and I might have swung that way. Um, I don't hate the weapons, but it is enough of an annoyance that when you have something cool that you don't have it very long and it's gone. I played Zelda for two, two and a half hours and I quit. Was uh, it the weapons? N- uh, no, I, I got annoyed with it. I just started climbing a fucking mountain and it gave me that little notification. Oh, it's getting cold. If you don't get off that fucking mountain or get you know, something warm, you're going to freeze to death. I was like, oh, really? Fuck this. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that part didn't bother me. I like that. Well, like, that I started climbing up the fucking... In. I'm like, oh, is there going to be more fire up here? No. Okay, well, let me get down off this fucking mountain. So I started climbing down off the f- mountain before I could. I fucking froze to death. I was like, fuck you. So, part two, I decide, well, I'm going to go and get the f- fire from where the fuck I killed those guys at. I got the fire from the pit started climbing back up the fucking mountain okay everything's doing good I'm not fucking freezing and then I realized oh shit I can't get anywhere up this fucking mountain unless I throw away the fucking fire (laughs) yeah fuck this game (laughs) that means the only way I can get up this is if I probably go all the way over to the other side of the fucking map do some bullshit there and then come all the way back Fuck this yeah. game. Yeah, it can be a little daunting at first, especially. Yeah. Um, that game is about uh, being able to persevere. Yeah, I don't have that with my work schedule. Which no, is not you don't have that kind of patience be. for games anyways. But yeah. I did have all kinds of patience for Horizon Zero Dawn. This is my number two pick of the year. It was teetering. I mean, it was like one point behind Mario if they would have just fixed one little fucking problem and just uh, the review's up on com. you can read it ah uh, if I they had fast travel but it was implemented wrong you had to do all that gathering material bullshit if you would which Zelda, you didn't have to do that. You just had to go from one warp zone to the other or some bullshit like that, right? Yeah. Okay. Zelda did it right. With Horizon Zero Dawn, you had to have all the equipment bullshit. You had to go out there and have like eight fucking wool items and zebra nuts and wherever the fuck else it is you had to get in order to, to fast travel that does sound like uh, zebra nuts that sounds like something you'd find in breath of the wild yeah, um, I mean, it's, yeah it's, breath of the wild you yeah. climb the towers and then it creates a checkpoint that you can teleport back to at any time but what really breaks it this is a slight spoiler but not really it's at the end of the game you really they send you all over the map 
from the far side, east to the south, to west to north, and all these separate missions, you have to travel. It takes like five, fifteen to twenty minutes to get to where the fuck you're going. If you do not have all that equipment or sources to fast travel, you're walking from one place to the other to the other, or getting on a fucking mechanical bull, or whatever, riding. That's what fucking kills it. If you do not have all that resource to fast travel. And that is a long fucking address to go. And the fact that you've played this long and you're getting that close and the story's building and building and building and then bam, you're stuck doing all this traveling. It's not paced well. Because you're wanting to see the story play out and then they just hit you with... Well, now you're going to be walking for the next, oh, ten minutes to get to the next section of the story. Yeah. Yeah. The big problem with games like that is it sometimes can be seen as artificially expanding the game. Oh, they're they're artificially inflating the length of the game. Yeah. Um, But let's talk about... Mario. Mario and why Mario is number one. Now that we've talked about the the negatives that held the other two back, I'm still saying play, go go buy Horizon right now. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're a person that gets very quickly impatient with mechanics in games that require perseverance, <laughs> Zelda is not going to be your cup of tea. No, Horizon. There's times yeah, where you're flying yeah. around Zelda, just zipping along. You're like, oh yeah. <laughs> And then something happens, and it's just like, oh my god, it's going to be so long before I can correct this situation. But I'm fine with that in the context of how that game is designed, yeah. for the most part. I mean, there are some annoyances, like the fucking rain. But oh yeah, for the first like hour, hour and a half, I was really enjoying Zelda, and then I just realized they're going to fuck me every way they can. Well, it yeah. does get easier as you go. Yeah, but it is, it can be obtuse. But I know, Mario. Mario, I mean, for like 90% of the game, 99% of the game, if I got fucked, why am I doing this wrong? That was my fault 100% of the time. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm doing this wrong. I'm an idiot. Yeah, Mario is absolute freedom for the most part. Yeah. I mean, it's just... First off, the aesthetics. Like, you start off, you're in that like black and white area. And I kind of thought, well, okay, they're going to hit us with the collar, and it's going to be really cool. And then when it happened, it was a lot cooler than I thought it was going to be because whoever's behind the art design for the Nintendo uh, games, they just – that sense of wonder and you know that – I don't know. Things just pop when Nintendo does stuff. It does, even if it isn't freaking 12 billion pixels, it still pops. And it's just absolutely a gorgeous game in every respect, unless you're a freaking pixel counter. And if you are, then we can't help you. Um, the well, sound did, design was yeah. amazing. Good lord, the score, everything. I it's just there's nothing wrong with Mario. Period. I can't think of anything wrong, other than like taste. For me, the the what the hell are the rabbits called? Whatever those morons are called, their oh, their yeah. appeal is extremely limited. But not everybody will feel like that. That's just a personal taste issue. 
I don't like rednecky stuff. <laughs> it just drives me insane. <laughs> I can't stand it. And they're like yeah. a bunch of rednecks, so that's what killed them for me. But other than that, I'm sure most people enjoy them quite a bit. Um, but that's about subjective taste. Objectively, the control was extremely tight, extremely precise. Yeah. Um, th- Only they had- do so many different things in that game. Slow down was not an issue. No, no, I don't recall it. Um, I had it once, once or twice. That was it. I'm sure. I'm sure. I just didn't notice. Um, one of the things that stood out to me was how diverse all of the environments are, and how a lot of games you play. There's always going to be that environment you're just like you're not excited about. Like for me, sewer levels in most games, I would rather just freaking cut my own wrist and play a sewer level i don't like them i don't like the the aesthetic of them i don't like what's typically considered the hazards in those levels and hardly ever like how they're implemented but um i don't recall disliking anything in super mario odyssey at all as far as levels and environments in fact the environment where you battle the dragon the, the broken castle that was the most oh, yeah. Castlevania thing Castlevania. I've seen since yeah. Castlevania 1. Gosh, that was awesome. Dragon design uh, was awesome. Yes. The dragon design was awesome. The boss, the, the mechanics of the dragon fight were well done. Because you have to, you know, it can get frantic. And if you mess up, and you're not going to hit that when you get hit with lightning. I mean, you're skinning your teeth getting some of the shots off to finish him off. But, I mean... Just the first world you really get to explore, which is the kind of prehistoric one, um, the T-Rex moment where you take over the T-Rex, all that stuff is just so cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't know what to say. It's just cool. It's fun. It's all about fun, 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 fun. And the transitions from the 2D mode, which is a, makes us feel good since we're old school, right. and to the 3D is so smooth. Yes. And... Those sections are all well designed. Yes. Especially the New Donk City section. Yes. Um, and it's like, man, they should really take some time and make another completely 2D Mario Brothers 1 style game. With one caveat fix the fucking physics. I did. I, okay, there is something I can complain about Mario Odyssey. I forgot. In the 2D sections, Mario, for the most part, since Mario Brothers 1, when you jump, it's about the exact same timing in title after title after title after title. And his timing is not the same. So I have 30 years of programmed muscle memory <laughs> <laughs> to the visual stimulus of a 2D Mario jumping, um, especially with Mario 1 skin. And when he didn't quite move right, it was a learning curve for probably... I don't know, a few minutes. I had to go back and play through the section again to try to kind of learn the way the jumps because I found myself falling short a lot of time in gaps. Um, for someone that's never played those games, that's probably not an issue after you jump once or twice uh, because now you've programmed the recent stimulus. But I was having to overwrite a ingrained stimulus, and that was a pain in the freaking ass a couple times. But other than that, I was able to overcome it eventually. And the sections were really, really, really well done. It's just the physics of them needed adjusted to classic Mario physics, in my opinion. 
Just the timing's off, basically. But damn, those sections were fun. The fact that there's... I guess you can call it microtransactions, but they're all in-game. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, it's it's up to date with today's standards, but they're not crazy. Some of them are a little bit expensive, but it's all in-game. There's coins everywhere, so it's not bad. No, no. Um, the, the different designs of the costumes... I'm usually not a big costume junkie, but some of them were pretty good. Um, and then they had the throwback costumes, things like that. So that was pretty cool. I liked yeah. all that stuff. The uh, Super Mario 3D costume. Yes, yes. Um, polygon. The um, I can't remember. When you die, you just lose coins you don't have lives do you i can't remember how you, just you, do lose that. Coins. you just lose yeah. coins yeah the score i mean i don't think it was quite mario galaxy level but that's a pretty high freaking standard <laughs> that may be the standard in video game scores um it's either gonna be mario galaxy or one of the zeldas i guess um but mario odyssey is pretty close very good scores. Even their little pop song has got a catchy jingle. So, what was it called? The Mario song that came out with Mario Odyssey? This Shit, one? we should have done a search on that song. I forget what the hell it's called. Uh, I can't remember her name either. Jump or something. Anyways, it gets... I mean, you hear it enough in the game, a couple different points, that it kind of gets old. But the rest of the score is nothing short of fantastic. And the game feels like it's just the right length. It doesn't feel like it's too long in the tooth. That it's artificially inflated. Jump up, superstar. Is that Jump it? up, superstar. Yes. Yeah. And her name's Pauline. So. Yeah. Shocking. So. <laughs> one thing. The different mechanics of the different enemies. It's it's kind of like Kirby in a way, because you're getting all these different abilities. But it's got that little different twist to it. But my favorite mechanic in the game was taking over Bowser. Spoiler. Like, oh, I thought we were. I thought we were. Bo- I thought we were spoiling. <laughs> no, we were spoiling the fact that there's a giant orgy at the end of Avengers, but we weren't going to spoil this. But okay, hey, spoilers! Well, you can edit that out. So <laughs> no, we're spoiling it now. Fuck it, we're spoiling this shit. <laughs> so if you haven't played through Mario Odyssey by now, it's your fucking fault. Um, about October, it's May one here, just an hour and a half, two hours. So press F to pay respects to, to this game. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, when you take over Bowser, like they yeah. could build a whole game on that mechanic. They could build an eight to ten hour game on that mechanic with maybe a few tweaks. Why hasn't there been a fucking Bowser game? There's a fucking Wario game. A fucking Luigi game, a fucking Yoshi game. You know, let's unleash Bowser. Like Bowser, Bowser unleashed. Or, yeah, Bowser unleashed. You know, Bowser ultimate destruction. <laughs> like the Hulk games. I mean, and I, you know, I liked ultimate destruction. It wasn't great, but it was good. But in one section, 
Nintendo takes a character and blows away ultimate destruction in pretty much every game in that genre where you just get to smash shit. Um, they just did so good with it. It was such a rush, just smashing through everything. And I, I they really, really need to consider making an adventure based off that, just like it did with um, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Mechanics already there. It wouldn't take that much to come up with some level design and some enemies and a, a you know whatever amounts for story in a Mario game. Yeah, but it is nice to see the world from you know Bowser's viewpoint. Bowser's the hero. Yeah, I mean, but that that was definitely an epic finish to that game. Yeah. Now I did like the Mushroom Kingdom section, where you got like the castle and it's kind of like the Nintendo sixty four um, layout. Yeah, kind credit of, for game. the most part. The game yeah, the after the game. credit section. Yeah. yeah, and that was really fun, and it was really cool finding all the, like little secrets and stuff there. Because yeah. you know that's re- that's another way to hit the nostalgia bug. So, well, we're spoiling this motherfucker. How'd you like yeah. Donkey Kong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Donkey Kong was awesome. So when you play through that section, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking epic. So yes, there is a Donkey Kong section, and it's one of the best sections of the game, probably after the Bowser section. Playing and it's a two. Yeah, yeah, playing that game, that that section, New New Donk City. Uh, th- you're an old fucker. Did I bring a smile to your face when you were playing Donkey Kong? Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. every bit of it, even with the fucking jacked mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> that that was me. I was like, these fucking controls are so fucked up. I'm yeah, done. his timing is more like the original Jumpman Mario whatever yeah. in Donkey Kong than it is. Super Mario Brothers one, yeah. um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just off base there. Yeah. But even though I died like once or twice because the controls are fucked up, I still had a good time. Oh yeah, yes. And mm-hmm. I just wish there were more sections like that in the game. Yeah, that, that's one drawback. Just not enough of it. Well, maybe the next one you have like Mario Tennis section or some bullshit like that. Fuck the volleyball bullshit. You should have like Mario Tennis or something. Yeah. Yeah, the leaderboard stuff they did with some of the little challenges, like the jump rope challenge and stuff, those were kind of neat. Yeah. I mean, not that I cared to spend any great amount of time on, but, I mean, it's still kind of neat. Yeah, just I did it just to get the, the star or the moon, where the fuck it was there. Yeah. Uh, how about the the races? Did you think that they were too difficult or just the right amount? I guess they were the, the right amount. Yeah, they were the right amount. Some of them were a little bullshit. Well, that's that is kind of common. The um, the races I think were fine. The one thing I know back to the jump rope is I know there was some way of spoofing that to where you could screw the leaderboard up, or you could get, no, you could get your jumps really high, your number of jumps really high, like artificially, but I can't remember how it works. So. Oh, taking over the bullet bills was pretty awesome. No, yeah. Flying around. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty badass. If you haven't bought Mario, go buy fucking Mario. And if you don't have a Switch, you're buy a fucking Switch and buy Mario Odyssey. Man, we're sorry we, we fucking spoiled everything. But. And if you skipped Mario Kart 8, because you didn't buy Wii U, buy Mario Kart 8. And then if you want to play a game online against people and get your ass beat, play in the worldwide, guarantee you the top leaderboards are from Japan. 
and they're probably eight years old, and they'll beat your ass every time because that's happened to me. They will dominate you. Yeah, they right will into beat your death. ass. You think you're a fucking badass American hardcore online gamer? No, you'll get your ass stumped from Japan. They will fucking kill you until you die. Yeah, you fucking deserve it, you fucking Americans. Yeah, you deserve it for being born in America. <laughs> I'm not just kidding. I'm a older piece of shit. I'm kidding. I'm just like the guy that's sitting in this podcast that is kind of like America. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we love our Canadian listeners, though, because we have a lot of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely go buy Mario. There's a lot of great games on the Switch already and a lot coming out. Yeah, I mean, other than the 700 fucking Steam games that we're getting every year. Yeah, there's always that. But, you know, I thought they the promised there's a bad no. Thing. There's no shuffleware this time. There's like they're gonna. Oh, by the way, hey Scott. Yes. Guess what's coming out the. The switch. What's coming out the switch? Night trap. Ooh. Even though the, during the hearings years and years ago, the uh, then like president of Nintendo or whoever the fuck he was said that oh th- this trash will never come to Nintendo. Yeah, well, guess what? It's like 25, 30 years later. <laughs> New sheriff in town, bro. <laughs> We're getting it. Yeah, they should have a moral panic edition of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah you're, we're getting it. <laughs> you guys, if you, if you didn't live through the moral panic of Night Trap like we did... I mean, this was before the internet was a big thing by far. What, like three, four years before the internet really hit? Yeah. This was 93, 91, 92, 93, something like that. And then the internet was there, but like 95, 96 is when it kind of started to really blow yeah, up. Yeah, 95, 96, especially become widespread. I mean, there was a lot of motherfuckers used it for years before that, news groups and shit like that. Yeah. But, you know, on their 14K and less baud rates yeah it was mostly just college professors and people like that yeah some nerds that were like haha I'm gonna chat from across the world <laughs> douchebags not everybody chats from across the world can't live without it I'm yeah. in my BBB chat rooms yeah I'm on my bulletin board fuck yeah yeah but anyways yeah. it was it was on the major national news networks um, and it was real news. They weren't making it up. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, they, I mean, they had like hearings, like congressional, congressional hearings. hearings. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy cause it was a video game, but you sell movies and pornography that are a million times worse. And kids had fucking... All that shit right there in their house if they wanted access to Fucking it. Fucking Cinemax every night. Cinemax, what was it called? Uh, Friday After Dark on Cinemax? Friday After Dark, whichever, like uh, Red Shoe Diaries. Red and, Shoe, uh, oh, that was Showtime. We had um, uh, Emmanuel was on. Emmanuel. <laughs> 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 yeah. That was some good shit when you were 16 and you oh, 15 or 14. Yeah, we were like 14, 15 back then. You know what? Listeners, go look up the Emmanuel series and enjoy yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that is wild. There were some amazing actresses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were pretty amazing. 
I mean, there's some really nice looking porn actresses. But like 99% of the women yeah, were Emmanuel look like they oh, should have yeah. been in a model magazine or something. Yeah, Man- <laughs> I remember Manuel because you had full, like, bush back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was like full man butt. And you're like, what? No. Yeah. No. And man, back you didn't have DVR back then, so you couldn't fast forward to shit. So you had to sit through it. And you're sitting yeah, there looks- trying to play Game Boy and, and wait. And it's like. And your nightlight doesn't work because Game Boys had nightlights back then. You put it on top of it and you put your magnifying glass. You had a magnifier you put on top of it to blow it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, so, that, those are the days. Man. Yeah. yeah. Emmanuel was such a great series. Especially oh, the early to mid-90s version. Yeah. There's been several versions of it, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, there's an epic show. Epic show. <laughs> Boy, those memories flooded back when we said that. <laughs> <laughs> And Red Shoe Diaries is pretty good too. So if you're an X Files nerd, had David Duchovny as the guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was awesome. Sometimes he was in the series, but most of the time he was just sitting there. He had his dog, and he would read the letters to his dog. He was just reading sex letters to his dog. It's like crazy. Yeah, but they play the sex letters out with actors and actresses. Yeah, and he was like the narrator. It was crazy. Yeah. And then it was like compromising situations or something, which was like your cheap version of those shows, and. Like, they had, like, the ghetto, um, I'm wanting to say, uh, just, uh, it's like the bad casting, you know, just your, your super average looking actresses. Yeah, yeah I'm being terrible. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, talking about a superficial industry. Yeah. And, um, just generic. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Just your most generic, nudie actresses. It was just, yeah. it was lame shit. But it still served its purpose. <laughs> it served its purpose because you had, because... Other than this, the only thing you had was like uh, five minutes on USA Up All Night with Front Star. I mean, that was it. Up All Night, yeah. It's <laughs> such a great, great time to be alive. So, oh, man. All right. We're way off topic. We're going to move off from Emmanuel and onto the Avengers. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll give like a quick five minute summary and then we'll go into spoilers. Uh, buy it when it comes out. Buy the 4K version because it's going to look really, really good. Yes. Um, also, there is only one stinger. It's at the very, very end of the credits. So, sit and watch all the credits. And pay close attention to the credits because... The visual effects crew is almost as large as the actual <laughs> crew itself. Did you know, notice that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I tried to watch the credits. My kids were going nuts because the movie was just off. But, I was, uh, I was like, my yeah, God. Yeah, it was huge. It's like half the production team was the damn visual effects. I'd like to know, I'd like to see a breakdown of how much money they actually spent on visual effects. ILM had to make a killing. Oh, it had to be a $253 million movie. Yeah. But it had to be like, that expensive at a minimum just with all the actors they had in it. Unless their contracts were really screwed them. I'm sure like probably half the money went. I think, why was Robert Downey Jr.'s before that he got like like 150000 or some bullshit up front, and then all the rest of it was like back end. 
Yeah. If it made like, like X amount of money at the theater, he gets like a shitload more. Yeah, he cleaned up on this Iron Man deal. Probably wouldn't sure. be hundred hundred thousand dollars I'm making that for. Probably like a million dollars and then like a shitload later. So yeah. But Avengers. Uh it's a two and a half hour movie. So definitely clear your schedule. I thought it was well paced for what it was. Uh, these movies that are that long tend to be kind of draggy. This one didn't really drag, especially if you're going to go watch it at the theater. Winter Soldier didn't drag either. This one nah. seemed to have more action towards the end of it. It's kind of like um, Attack of the Clones, but I didn't fall asleep. There were... They pretty much got right to the point. Like, I mean, you have your opening scene. We're spoilers, right? Uh, is there anything we want to talk about before we go to the spoilers? Because once we do the spoilers, we're just going to head in the show. Okay. Um, do we need to tell anybody anything else? All the actors did a good job. Yes, yes. And there were some... A couple performances that were maybe not the whole time they were on screen, they weren't top notch, but there were some moments that were top notch out of uh, the actor. I forgot. Um, damn, I forgot Thanos' name. Josh Brolin? Brolin. Brolin did good. Yeah. You got yeah, when of- I wasn't sure about him, and I'm very sure about him now. Yeah. I'm not sure how he's going to do his cable, but he did good. Yeah, he was pretty epic as Thanos. Um, you don't get a lot of screen time out of Captain America or Scarlet. We'll talk about that later. Um, I really don't know what to say. Pre-spoiler. The movie's pretty fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, movie's pretty pr- pretty good. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of screen time out of, out of a lot of characters. They but, make a brave, brave, brave choice at the end of the movie, too, from but, a storytelling point of view. Well, let's say this. If you've read the Infinity Gauntlet comic book, then you have an idea of what's going on. If you haven't, well, you got a choice. Read the comic books and realize that they half-ass things, or don't read it. It's your choice. But that's... Kevin Feige, no, Feige, Feige. Damn it, Brolin actually said his name. So he knows how to say it. Feige. Feige. Fuck. Anyway, it was a pretty good movie. But it's interesting to see where they're going to go. And that is it for the Scott and Paul show. And we will give you until the end of this song to turn it off. If you want to listen to us. Well, stay. If not, we'll see you. God knows when we're going to do another show. But hopefully soon because I'm paying $16 a month for this fucking website. Anyway, take care and uh, see you soon. Bye.
Alright. Spoilers. Scott. Spoil this thing. Okay. So, the movie opens with Tony Stark and Strange and them kind of arguing back and forth. And then the Hulk... No, I'm sorry. No, I skipped the section. It opened no, with the Asgardians. It opened getting... with Asgardians slaughtered. Yeah, it opened and where Thor ends. Yes, it opened where Thor ends, minus whatever happened in the little fight. So, Thor's already beat. Um, well, let's say this real quick. You don't have to really watch Black Panther to watch this movie. No, no. If, you're, if you've watched Civil War, you know. Yeah. It makes sense, still. So I but go watch, watch Black, Black Panther. Panther. I'm just saying, it's, <laughs> it's really good, too. Black Panther was very fucking good. Because mm-hmm. I have a love-hate relationship with the Marvel movies. I like them a lot, and they're infinitely better than the DC movies for the most part. But oh, the, totally. the, the joke a minute, the joke a second, shit gets really fucking old a lot of times. Um, this but a one, lot of people like that. This one was kind of toned down, but you kind of needed jokes because of how heavy this movie was yeah it's not it's not as pervasive as it was in say dr strange dr strange or thor or the other avengers movies see this is my problem with the avengers movies specifically like i can handle it in thor ragnarok because thor ragnarok was just a total fucking hippie mind fuck of a movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i so it does it doesn't bother me do i appreciate that they changed thor so much for that role it's kind of amalgamation between amalgamation with Ultimate Thor and traditional Thor, and yeah. with a little bit of a Star Killer thrown in, I guess. But anyways, not Star Killer shit. Star Killer, he's Luke Skywalker. Star Lord, Star Lord. Um, I in. forget his name too. But it worked for Ragnarok because Ragnarok took off with this whole new fucking flavor for Thor. They decided and to have fun with it. Not only does it take off with a new flavor of Thor, it pays dividends late in this movie concerning Thor. It worked. It worked fucking excellent. Did your did you did your crowd have a you watched it at the theater, right? Yeah. Did your crowd have a reaction when Thor came out? Uh there's probably like twenty five, thirty people in there, so they weren't packed like yours. Okay. So I talked to four different people that saw it either on Friday or Saturday at different locations. And there they said in that moment with Thor, the crowd went fucking nuts. That's four people plus mine. So there's five that at least in the opening two days, there was a lot of theaters going ape shit for Thor. Like big time. Like he is over. And I hope Marvel's aware of that and plays on that. Mainly because he's my favorite Marvel character. (laughs) (laughs) So it's good to see somebody I like. Because I always like, it doesn't matter if it's sports or fucking fighting, whatever. I always root for these guys that are maybe not the constant world champion, but they have some of that caliber. But they're kind of Lex Luger's, you know. Anybody who's not Wolverine, not the the it, main guy, but the second guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm the underdog kind of guy, I guess. But anyways, are you talking Thor, about the, the the scene where he after? He captures the sun bullshit, and he comes down and he slams the fucking axe. Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. And yes, because I'm naming my next child Thor Stormbreaker Edwards. 
and lightning shatters and everybody goes fucking flying. And he's, yes, yeah. and the crowd went fucking ape shit. Like I turned around and looked and I mean, people were literally coming up out of their seat to clap. I was like, holy shit. I've, I've had people clap in yeah. movies and give a little cheer. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think like Force Awakens, there was a moment or two and I'm trying to uh, think it might have been during the lightsaber fight. And during the Millennium Falcon desert chase, the crowd kind of went, ah, you know, was clapping and kind of, ha ha, you know. And then, but I've never been to a movie where a crowd, where a character on screen got a pop like he was walking off on the fucking ramp at WrestleMania. <laughs> I, I mean, really, they, they've got lightning in a bottle, no pun intended with this, if they want to fucking play it for a little while until people get tired of it, I guess. I've but, yeah. Thor came into his own in his last two movies. This movie, Avengers: Infinity War. But I'm off track. We need to back up soon. Right. Begin. So Thor's people get fucked up. Heimdall dies, which fucking sucked. Because um, that's like my fir- my current favorite working actor is Idris Elba. But whatever. Um, and then Thor. I mean, he just when they show up, he's just already fucked up. Everybody's already dead. You know. And the Hulk gets his ass kicked by Loki, or not Loki, but by um, wow, Thanos. Wow, go Loki. He gets, he gets his ass kicked by Thanos in like 15 punches. <laughs> <laughs> he's just fucking done. It's like, Jesus Christ. I mean, he's only got one. Was he have one Infinity Stone at that point? I think he has one Infinity Stone. He just um, beats the shit out of the so. Hulk. But it's only like 15 hits and it's over. Yeah. Which has a big effect on the rest of the movie. Um, and then... Loki um, gives well, up the he's, test. he's trying to get the Tesseract. And Loki's yeah. like, well, yes, we have a Tesseract. And we have a Hulk. And then that's when Hulk comes out there and starts trying to beat the shit out of him. And then Hulk gets his ass stomped. Yeah, because Loki's trying to distract Thanos so he, so he can get there and do it. Yeah, Loki's playing his typical, well, you know, I know Earth. I know all kinds of shit about Earth. Oh, and I also know Hulk, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty, it was, it was being deceit, deceitful, like he always is, deceptive, very, Man, very good. You think he's being a little shit, like he has been in the last two, because the last time we've seen Loki, he was a piece of shit, and then he saved yeah. everybody on the ship, so you think, well, is he still being a dick, or is he being Loki? Yeah, and... It's kind of like an ex-wife, you don't know what So Loki plays the, the crowd, essentially. And is offering his services to Thanos, and he's actually trying to save everybody. Yeah. And he whips out a knife, and Thanos is just too quick, catches it, and then Thanos crushes his neck. Well, the, the important part there is when he's offering his services to Thanos, when he slips the knife down, he looks over to his brother. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm still on your side, bro. And then when he tosses the knife... Right into Thanos' throat. He, what the words are like with your with my dying breath, I will serve you. Or something, yes, someone like that. He said, "Poor choice of words." Yeah, and Thanos just crushes the life out of. Him. He just cracks his epic. neck. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Yeah. It was awesome. And then you get a nice little moment with Thor. Then with at that time he's already had like irons wrapped around his mouth so he's like yeah let's talk about that guy the telekinetic guy 
That motherfucker was badass and creepy as shit. Yeah, it looks like something from a Hellraiser movie. At first, I didn't really care for him, and then after he was on the screen for about five minutes, I was like, this motherfucker's awesome. Uh, as soon as he did that shh, finger gesture to uh, Thor, after he got all that iron wrapped around him, I was like, I like that guy. That's definitely like a Hellraiser-type Cinnabot. Yeah, yeah, he was powerful. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, then we go to Doctor Strange and... Oh, I'm sorry. This is really important. Heimdall activates the Bifrost and teleports the Hulk out of there. Yeah. And um, the Hulk lands in New York City and Heimdall dies. He gets finished off by Thanos. And um, Hulk lands in New York City. He's back to Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner, you know... Runs into is it Tony Stark or is it Doctor Strange? He, finds? he, he lands in Doctor Strange's. He lands in Doctor Strange's. Sanctimonium. Yeah, he, he's he's right there. So, and then Tony Stark shows up, and they're trying. He's trying to warn everybody about Thanos, and then while they're talking, the spaceship comes in. So the movie jumps right into the action and right into where Doctor Strange goes to talk to Tony because of, yes, uh, Bruce tells him we need to go and talk to. Somebody, or some bullshit. Right. Like that. He's like, Thanos is coming, and he's like, who? Yeah, we get our obligatory two seconds of Gwyneth Paltrow, and then on to the rest of the movie. Yeah, her and her <laughs> goop. The show that they're still in love, and well, he wants to yeah, have a baby. He wants to have a baby. Yeah. And he's got this pretty neat looking sweater on, or hoodie on. I'm like, that's a pretty badass looking hoodie. I want one of those, and that comes into play too. Um, so then the invasion starts, or the attack, and the telekinetic guy, he comes out, and he's fucking shit up, and Iron Man and everybody goes in to... Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Banner go up to try to stop him, and Banner cannot activate the Hulk. The Hulk will not emerge. He's scared, intimidated, he's refusing to come out, he's saying no. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean, No. And I can't remember all the banter in this one, but I will say the banter was probably the best written banter of the three mainline Avengers movies by far. I mean, they they throw some zingers at you, and they're just yeah. perfect and on point. The timing's right. It's like the other two, it just feels like they're bludgeoning you to death with banter. Yeah. And in this one, it feels more much more surgical and effective. That's what I didn't yeah, like about the other two. Surgical, is, it's cutthroat. It's definitely what they would put in the comics. And... It's pretty foul mouth too at times. Yeah, yeah. I will say that I can't hardly watch Avengers one or two anymore, um, but I can rewatch most of the single standalone films, no problem. Because the banter is so just terrible, in my opinion, for the most part, in the other two movies. But anyways, you know they're, they're, they 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 got their hands full. They they cannot win this fight. Spider Man shows up. Um, yeah, he's on his field trip, and he looks over, and Spider sense he's the big s- space donut from hell, and the uh, the fight continues on, and they take Doctor Strange onto the ship. They capture Doctor Strange, who has the what time stone? He has the um, mind stone. No, space stone, something like that. Time, yeah, some, something like yeah, that. He has something important. <laughs> he has so, one of the stones. The mind stone got, is is has is what Vision has. He's got a MacGuffin. Yeah. All right, he's got a MacGuffin. So that's the right word, right? 
the MacGuffin is a piece that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? Yeah. It's a story space. It's a story art that doesn't really matter. A piece of story. Something like that. I thought MacGuffin was the object they're chasing. I think it's an object they're chasing that doesn't matter. Okay, I got you. So it's not a MacGuffin. Uh, it's a plot device in the form of some goal, desired object, or other motivation that the protagonist pursues, often with little or no narrative explanation. Oh, okay. Alright, never mind then. So anyways, they're after their stone, and Doc Strange has it, but they can't figure out exactly where he has it at, so they got to extract it. So they capture him, and their ship leaves. And of course, Tony Stark and Spider-Man get back on the ship, and Tony Stark outfits spider-man with the iron spider outfit in order to save him from the dangers of space and he tries to get spider-man to leave and spider-man sneaks onto the ship with him so now they got to fight which this movie jumps around a lot that's that is kind of one of the things is there's so much going on that it is bouncing back and forth so i really feel like i need to watch it again um so they're after the telekinetic guy, and they're fighting him, or they're getting ready to fight him. And one of my favorite moments in the movie, being a hardcore Aliens fan, is they're trying to figure out how they're going to deal with him. Because this dude is so powerful that Doctor Strange, his little sidekick dude from China, Iron Man and Spider-Man cannot beat this telekinetic dude and this guy that's kind of like the Hulk, this other monster. Doctor Strange and, has a time stone. Okay, he has a time stone. So they teleport that monster out into like the, the Himalaya mountains or something. So it's just a telekinetic guy that they're fighting on the spaceship. And the plan that Spider-Man comes up with to take him out is he says, Hey, you remember that really old movie aliens? And when, <laughs> so what they do is they start to fight with this guy because everything they throw at him, he just telekinetically blocks it, deflects it, redirects it. He's throwing them around. They literally cannot lay a finger on him, no matter what they do. And using Spider-Man's plan, Iron Man shoots missiles, missiles get deflected into the wall or something, and boom, it opens a hole inside the spaceship and sucks out this dude into the vacuum of space, and then it cuts away to a shot that's very similar to the Queen Alien falling out of the bottom of the Sulaco in Aliens, and he's freezing up and dying. It's awesome. Awesome homage. That's how they defeat that guy. So then they decide that they're going to take the spaceship over to take the fight to Thanos, to get him away from Earth. and uh, After a shitload of fighting. After a shitload of fighting, yes. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to keep like one thread at a time here. It's, it's actually kind of hard to keep track of because yeah. the way there was so much... It was like three movies. Well, I meant fighting amongst each other because they don't want to... Uh, Doctor Strange wants to go back to Earth and Stark says, fuck you, no we're not. Because if he gets his hands on that Infinity Stone, we're all fucked. Correct. Because he still has issues, and he's still suffering from PTSD from six years ago. Was it six years ago? In yes. In their timeline? Even though it's been like, yeah, six years. Yeah, it's six years. That's yeah. right. Six years. And he's like, no, if we fight, we do it. We take the fight to him, not on Earth. And he's like, and Doctor Strange is telling him, Okay, but here's the deal. If we fight, my first goal is to save the Infinity Stone. You two are on your own. If you die, you fucking die. It's basically what he's saying. Yes. And Tony's like, 
okay. And he walks over to Spider-Man, and he gives him a, a fake ceremony. He's like, taps him on the shoulders and said, you're now an Avenger. And Spider-Man. Yeah, so, like he knights him. <laughs> and he knights him, and he's, he's so proud. He's like, yeah, Avenger. Yeah. So now that I'm looking ahead at this, so that we're not like five hours doing this review, yeah. spoiler talk, we should probably – should we just break this down to going on one plot line at a time? Yeah. And then break into the other and then kind of come to the climax of the movie. So basically we'll talk about what's going on with Tony Stark and Spider-Man for the rest of the movie and then the Captain America Vision bunch and then the Thor bunch. Yeah. Does that sound like a good idea? We just lead up to Titan with everybody. Okay. that time. All right. So we'll probably forget half of it. Yeah, well, we are definitely going to miss it. But um, God, I'm going to go see this movie again. I don't do that very often. I think I've seen like two movies in a the theater twice. One of them was Star Wars, yes. and I don't know what the fuck the other one was. I saw Ninja Turtles twice. I know there was another one I've seen twice, but I can't remember what it is. Anyways, it doesn't fucking matter right now. Um, so they make their way to where does Tony Stark and crew go next? Uh, Jumpstart me here. I think t- after that, I think they went straight to. They went straight to Titan. Didn't they went they? straight to Titan, and that's when they ran into Star Lord and all them later. Yeah, because they started. He had his meditation bullshit, and the. Because they know they had a fight on the ship. Remember. Yeah, the Star Lord and his crew fights Tony and his crew. Yeah. And they come to a stalemate and realize that they're not working for Thanos. Yeah. Because both sides thought they were working for Thanos. Yeah. And there's some awesome banter between Star-Lord and Tony Stark. Yeah. And there's also awesome banter between Star-Lord and Thor, but that's a separate thread. It actually happens prior to their fight. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, back to... It's confusing listening to us talk to it about like this, but we're going to have to do it this way. Um, So basically, they end up meeting up with Star Lord and I'm sure Kevin Smith did a better job. <laughs> Drax and who else? The, the the whole Guardian of the Galaxy crew has well, has, except a, it wasn't has except for Gamora. Gamora's well, gone missing. missing. Was it Groot and Rocket Raccoon already with Thor at this point? They had split up. Yeah, they had split up after they rescued Thor. Yeah, because Thor, Groot. And Rocket, who Groot is apparently now the captain of the ship, they had gone off on a, a separate mission to go and get Thor's um, hammer rebuilt. Yeah, hammer rebuilt. Or a new hammer. A new hammer. And new awesome hammer that I'm naming a child after. And the other <laughs> three had just came back from getting their asses stomped. At nowhere. Yes, that is correct. As they tried to stop Thanos. Okay, so we'll go to Thor and crew here in a minute. Let's, at this point, we know that Tony Stark and them make it to Titan, and they have teamed up with Star Lord and Drax and whatever. Okay? Yeah. And at this point, that's what they are doing. While all that's unfolding. <laughs> Um, Vision and Scarlet Witch are hiding in what country? 
Like Russia, they were, Germany, they, they were hang, no, they were hanging out in Scotland. Scotland, yes. Okay, so obviously he's got he has a mind stone or something in his forehead. The vision does. He has the mind and, stone, and yeah. his AI has advanced. Well, yeah, he has evolved or whatever they had called it to the point to where he's basically almost flesh. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so. Can, they're trying to hide and protect him. Well, they just wanted to be alone. They wanted stuff. to be away from everybody. Yeah, it's from the Civil War stuff. That's what I mean. They're trying to get away from all that. And, they and in the shadows watching are Captain America, Scarlet Witch, and... Was there another one? Yeah, the Falcon guy. Falcon. They had uh, Bucky... During, during the fight, the, the first fight, um, a phone was dropped... Because Robert Downey Jr. or Stark had lost contact with uh, Captain America. Because they fucking hate each other now. Because they fucking hate each other since the Civil War. And the only one, and it was Mr. Bruce Banner who made the phone call to track down Captain America. Because they had to try to find the vision to get that mind stone. And so, that's why we now have Captain America watching over Vision. Cut right. to Scotland. Take it away, Scott. All right, so, two of Thanos' lieutenants or minions, whatever, that are pretty badass. They're like some sort of dark elf thing. I don't is one of them. The other one looks like a Dre knife from World of Warcraft or something, kind of. Anyways... That chick's badass, though. I know that. Yeah, they're pretty epic. And they are after Vision, and they attack Vision, and Vision gets stabbed through the guts with one of the spears, and Scarlet Witch is just barely able to keep him away from him, but she's starting to lose. And out of the shadows comes Captain America. They, you know, He's in the shadows. They throw a spear at him, and he catches it, and then he steps out of the shadows, and there he is. He's... Looking badass. I think he looks kind of douchey myself in this movie. But regardless... Yeah, yeah I don't like the beard and the hair. I, and I don't like the hair, the beard, all that. You know? that I mean, winter. he don't have to be clean cut. He can have a beard. I don't know. I just think it, the, it, it's like Owen Wilson grew a beard. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's just what it looked like to me. I was like, eh, I can't... Eh, whatever. So anyways... Thor, doesn't um, Thor talk shit to him about the beard? Yeah, about copying the beard or something. Yeah. Yeah. Thor, you took my beard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty funny. But um, Scarlet or not Scarlet Witch, but um, the Black, Black Widow. Widow has silver hair, I guess, frosted hair. I don't know what the uh, hell, whatever the pot race thing is. Or something. To me. Was it blonde? Yeah. Okay, whatever. So it's blonde. We'll say it's blonde. Should go back and, to red. She look better. And red, Falcon yeah. just looks like Falcon. I mean, I don't. It looks like they're trying to disguise themselves. And then you have Falcon with his big suit. <laughs> yeah, he's got the big-ass fucking wings flying yeah, over Yeah, he's got a hard mess. But so, yeah, they, got, they land a fucking jet right in the middle of the street. Correct. So they get in a big fight, and they're able to hold off the two that are after the Vision. And for the moment, appear to mortally wound one of the attackers. Which comes back to haunt him later in the movie. Um, so, 
They go to Wakanda. No. For help, though. No, they, they go, go to back Rody. and talk to. Watch Rody. this fucking name. War Machine. Yeah. War Machine, yes. And War Machine gets told by um, the cocksucker general that fights um, the Hulk. What the hell is that guy's name? Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. They, and he tries to get Rhodes to arrest him, and he refuses to and joins them. Yeah. And then that's when he's like, they're trying. Oh, and that's when they meet Bruce Banner's there. Yes. And that's, of course, we don't get any interaction between Bruce and Scarlet, which is weird, but whatever. Like, just kind of like a high? Yeah. Like a real meek high. It's like, oh, you're here. He's like, hey, you guys look really good. Eh. And yeah. that's when they talk about, we got to take that fucking thing off your head. It's like, where can we do this? Can we do it here? Uh, no. And that's when yes. Cap says, I know a place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cap, I, I, I don't... Cap's got connections. <laughs> his, the acting for Captain America was a little down from the other movies. It wasn't bad, but it was down. Uh, well, that's because like they told him, you're not going to get a bigger role than the next film. Yeah, he was definitely not the center of attention that he has been. In fact, I mean, this is a movie, basically, um, if I had to pick a main character, it'd be Thanos. <laughs> yeah, but, this this is Thanos' film. But we haven't the talked about him a lot but yet, but this well, is yeah, well, well, he's really got to be like our fourth thread. You know, he's, so he's like Saron, Saron, <laughs> this overarching evil presence, presence yeah. that's always there. Yeah, but the big, but as far as the hero side of everything, it's it's a toss up between Tony Stark and Thor, who gets the most screen time. Probably, probably Thor. The one who. Thor has the biggest impact on the plot, for sure. Yeah, because Thor's a god. Yeah. Tony's yeah. just trying to overcome his fears. Yeah. Thor has overcome the most personal issues. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Thor's your main protagonist. Thor's... Even the movie focuses a little bit more on the antagonist. Th- wow. Thor's is the most epic. And he's the most epic. And just, hey, he's my favorite, so it's about him. So fuck everybody else. <laughs> I mean, I said so. I mean, Thor has. We'll, we'll get to it. Keep going. Yeah, all right, so they go to fucking Wakanda, right? Yeah. After they decide they got to have that fucking uh, mind stone, mind stone removed. So they go to Wakanda just so basically we can have a scene showing nineteen-year-old super genius is smarter than Bruce Banner and Tony Stark combined. Apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she told him you fucked up. Why didn't you yeah. do this and this? He's like, we didn't think of it. We thought about it, yeah. So she puts him in their place, and she has to change trillions of things in fucking his head in order to separate the mind stone to keep him alive and keep Vision from dying. Yeah, she could. Uh, they just call her Riri Williams and get it over with. Yeah. So they also, at this point, have recruited Winter Soldier back. Yeah, he's out there. Yeah, he's out there slinging hay or some shit or throwing yeah. goats around. <laughs> <laughs> the, white, the white tiger. They bring his arm. Out. Yeah, they call him the white tiger. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we got a Black Panther. White tiger works. 
I, I almost laughed out loud because of this. It was kind of absurd, but awesome at the same time. I was like, ah, we got the Black Panther come out of 60s era racism, like casual racism, not like hateful. I hate this motherfucker uh, racism. But, you know, because you couldn't come up with another name besides Black Panther in the 60s, right? And so then they got this guy called White Tiger. And I'm like, is this like a joke or is this something in the comics I've never missed before or have missed? But it was pretty fucking funny when they called him White Tiger. And uh, anyways, they give him his robot arm and stuff. And the invasion force shows up. Yep, right there. Yes. And they are going to try to get that Mind Stone off of Vision. And the, you know, so you got Captain America, Falcon, Vision, Scarlet Witch and Black Widow, and Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah. Plus Black Panther and Michonne from Walking Dead, because I'm not calling her anything else, because mainly I can't remember what the character's <laughs> name is. So you got Michonne with Walking Dead and her super spear, and all the little warriors, and the, the really badass, like, gorilla tribe guy from the Black Panther movie. He's awesome. But they're all... He was the big dude that had, like, the gorilla fur or something on. Yeah. It looked like gorilla fur. I don't know if it was. Um, that did all the barking and stuff. Big old huge dude, tribal leader, chieftain guy. Oh no, there's like a million people out there, dude. Yeah, because you didn't see you didn't see Black Panther. So, anyways, no. um, the aliens show up and they are beating through an energy shield, kind of like you're watching Phantom Menace. Holy shit, Avengers ripped off Phantom Menace. So, anyways, <laughs> I can't get through the energy shield. They can push through it, but it kills them, and sometimes it leaves a gap big enough for them to get through. Um, but their weapons won't penetrate it or anything like that. So it's kind of like the shield in Phantom Menace. And they keep pushing through and pushing through. And they're like some sort of fast, weird monsters. I forget what they might be called. Um, but they're running there and they're getting in the big fight. And the Avengers that are there are just smashing faces and kicking asses. But the numbers are starting to increase against them. They're starting to get like really bad. And the female warrior alien from earlier shows up and starts fighting and she's kicking ass and they start dropping in all these big like machines that are just like rolling across the grasslands whoa, smashing people whoa, you cut ahead I, I know i keep cutting ahead because there's so much fucking going on i can't keep ahead it's a good thing there's two of us on this yeah the part they realize is if they get around us they're yes, gonna, we're yes. fucked so we're we flanked. have to open it flanked. yeah they're gonna flank us we have to open this up let him in like are you fucking serious if Black we do Panther this it's the end of Wakanda up. like we gotta do it open yeah. up sector 17 so they open up this, just enough to let him in not all of it just enough kind of like the gate in 300 just funnel him in you watched it today right yeah I watched it today okay so anyways and that's when all that shit happens you, you fill in the rest of this part the the the, the how does the 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 elf looking alien that we thought was dead? How does he play into this? I know he shows up to take Vision's Mind Stone, but what was the plot device to get him there? Was there a plot device to get him there, or did he just appear there? He must have snuck around somehow. He, he must have snuck around somehow. I can't remember because they didn't show. They probably cut that part out. But during all that bullshit, I think once they said that if they get around. Us, we're fucked. That's probably how he did it. 
because they're yeah, so can't. focused on the front. Right. And that's probably why they said it in the dialogue. If they get around, we're we're stuck. That's probably why they did that. And they just sh- and they showed that they can push through. So I'm sure he probably just had all of his troops push through. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. So, I mean, if we missed it, somebody will catch it. They didn't show it. I don't think they did. They I never think showed. Right. How did he got through there? Of course, no. they, they they also have like teleportation abilities too. So they got machines that can do that. But I doubt they can teleport in through the. And they did not show it. How he got inside the, the building. And he well, anyways, did, he gets inside sh- the building. They, they didn't show him going through the sector either. No. He, he was just in there. Yeah, he was just like... Like, he was like the NWO. He just came out of nowhere. <laughs> he just showed up. Yeah. I mean, they, they just playing Jimi Hendrix. This motherfucker starts slaying motherfuckers. <laughs> so he kills a few people and he, he knocks out he was Black there. Panther's sister. And then another fight starts with the Vision and Scarlet Witch. They all end up out of the building and out in the jungle or the woods or whatever fighting. And Thanos shows up. And we go back to the first part of the movie. Now we got to skip back because Thanos shows up. All right, all right, all right, all right. Now we're back to the Space Pirate Angel. <laughs> <laughs> So, the Guardians are flying around space because that's what they do. And you got Teen Group being all bitchy because that's what Teen Group does now. And because they, it's not really Groot. Yeah, I know. It's Groot's son. It's Groot's son. Well, some people might not know this because they didn't read the interview. Right. Yeah, Groot is dead. It's actually Groot is actually dead as Groot's son. That's why he acts completely different than Groot. Yes. So, they're flying through space. Not even know what the fuck. That was James about. Gunn who said that, by the way. So, in case you're wondering, that's the interview that he gave to. I'm not sure who he gave that to, but yes, that was James Gunn. Okay, so what the fuck are they doing? They I know what were, happens, but what are they doing? They were planning on. I can't remember if they're going to Earth or oh. <clears throat> they received the, they received the stress signal from the Asgardians, and oh, they were going right. to go and they were going to rescue save them, Robin. rescue them, and then rob them if they didn't have enough money to pay. Well, that's what he was saying to uh, Drax, and then he was saying to what the hell's her name? Gamora. Gamora. I was thinking <laughs> Samaria. Uh, Gamora. It's like, uh, no, I, I'm not really. No. I think he meant it there. <laughs> yeah, and that's what he was. I know Rocket Raccoon was probably all about it. So, anyways, while they're flying, they just randomly run into Thor. <laughs> he's <laughs> smeared all over the freaking windshield. Yeah, when, and, once, once they got there, they saw the, the destruction of the Asgardian ship, and then yes. he went, bam, smashed it like a bug. Yes. And so they get him in the ship, and he's unconscious. And... Um, it from the dialogue, it sounds like Drax and Gamora want to mate with him while he's unconscious. Oh yeah, they are just. Because Drax is really into it. He's like, 
He's the one who calls him a space pirate angel, I think. Yes, yeah, because Thor's pirate. missing an eye, and he's really good looking and all that shit. Yeah, they are just Fucking hilarious. Loving his his muscles and his oh my god, <laughs> look at this. Yes, and Gamora's well, like doesn't Gamora like grab his bicep or something? Yeah, she's it? she's rubbing his his arms, and she's like, it's like his muscles are made out of some type of. Like methereal, basically, or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it was like crazy. And Man, he's like, I mean, it's just hilarious. And, and Star Lord's like, will you stop massaging his arms? <laughs> and then Trax is like, well, I mean, you have put on a lot of weight lately. What? And he's he's pointing towards his chins. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> okay, this is a wake up call. I'm definitely getting a bowflex. I'm going to commit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Good but, dialogue. By the way, what what did you see him going like Corsair? He got the mustache at the beginning of the movie, then like didn't he like shave it off at some point? Oh, I didn't know if he shaved it or not, but I didn't notice he had the hair on his face. Yeah, he I had a mustache at the beginning of the movie. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't remember this. Yeah. So Thor wakes up. Yeah, what's her name? The uh what's the bug's name? I forgot. I forget what her name is. <laughs> What the hell? I don't know, but she's hot. So anyways, (laughs) she wakes him up, and he comes flying up off the table, like, ready to fight. And then they get him calmed down, and Thor pretty much helps himself to anything on the ship that he wants, including trying to hit on Gamora really hard. (laughs) (laughs) And um, appearing to gain ground, (laughs) much to Star-Lord's dismay. And immediately, him and Star-Lord are butting heads, like, big time. And, but... Like, Star-Lord can't get one up on him word-wise. Like, Thor's just got him pinned because he's so emasculated by Thor's masculinity. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, it's hilarious. And Star-Lord definitely has some inferiority complex with Thor. But um, they come up with a plan. Um, Thor needs to go to that... Mantis. Yeah, that's her name, Mantis. Thor needs to go... Forge a new weapon that's capable of killing Thanos. And um, what is the goal for Star Lord and his crew? Because they split up. Be well, because they're going to split up. Remember, they're going to go to nowhere right. and make sure that the collector. They're the, going to visit they're going the, collector. To the collector and make sure that he doesn't get the other stone. Whatever stone it was, I can't remember. Yeah, the Soul matter. Stone or something. The no, Reality no, Stone. No, no, Reality. Yes, yeah, Reality Stone. Reality Stone. So that's this is. They decide that they have to do these two things. They have to go stop him, Thanos, from getting that other stone, and Thor needs to get a weapon capable of killing someone with the Infinity Stones. So Thor and Rocket Raccoon and Groot go on their merry adventure to do that. Yes, the and, moron, and then the morons go to. Yeah, the morons as they become labeled by Thor. Um, the morons, which are Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, um, and Mantis, are going to go get that Reality Stone. So they go get the Reality Stone, or go attempt to get the Reality Stone. And before they do, Gamora makes Star-Lord promise to kill her because she knows the location of the last of the Soul Stone. But she doesn't tell him why. But she, do- yeah, she doesn't tell him why. But that's her purpose. And she convinces him that he's going to shoot her before he allow she allows Thanos control of her. So they go there and swear on your mother, Star Lord. Yeah, that that deep. 
and he does. He swears on his mother. So they go to the collector's planet or base or whatever the hell you call it, and the collector's there. And they go to there. nowhere. Yeah, they go to nowhere, and they try to sneak up on Thanos. It doesn't really work out for him because Drax is insane and just wants to go fight. And Well, it would have worked out if Mantis, when she told him to sleep, somebody would have caught his big ass. Yeah, that didn't work out so well. So <laughs> they are talking to Thanos, and they think they're going to get the stone. They think they take Thanos out, and actually Thanos is just fucking with them because he already has the reality stone. So then he reveals what's happened to reality, and I'm assuming the collector's dead. Uh, do we actually see his body? No. Or just that nowhere is completely fucking obliterated. Yeah, you just see the whole place destroyed. Devastated, yes. And he has this awesome scene where he's pushing Star-Lord and he's pushing Gamora at the same time. And he has Gamora by the back of the neck and he's shoving her right into the barrel of the rifle or the pistol that Star-Lord has. And Star-Lord's standing there just like going to keep his promise. And Thanos is just pushing, 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 pushing. And finally, you know, Star-Lord pulls the trigger well, and bubbles. She says, I love you. And he says, I love you too. And then, bam, he fucking does it. He pulls the yeah. trigger. He keeps his promise. Yeah. He keeps the trigger pulled, and bubbles come out of the gun. Because <laughs> Thanos has been fucking with him the whole time with the reality stone, and he turned his gun into a bubble launcher. Yeah. So then Thanos knocks the shit out of him and leaves. Well, Thanos it's, first, Thanos says, I like you. And then, boom. Yeah. Well, he, he fucked up everybody. He. Yeah, he turned, turned uh, one in, Manus into, like, ribbons. Yeah, like a ribbon, like somebody from fucking arms. The video game arms. No, it's like when um, Fre- Freddy Krueger chops up the comic book dude in Part Five or whatever. Tra- yeah, turned uh, Drax into rocks. Yeah, but then they get reconstituted when he teleports out. Yeah. So okay. So I don't that, know why he did that? I would have fucking left him that way, killed him. So Star Lord and Krueger decide they're going to Titan to rescue Gamora. And whatever. And that's how they end up running Tony Stark and his crew and getting into a little fight we talked about earlier. Yep. So, so on the other side of the galaxy. Yes, we go to Thor. Thor. The hero of our little adventure. God of Thunder. Something. Lord of Thunder. Lord of Thunder. The Lord of Thunder. <laughs> the Lord of Thunder is on his way to Nidavidlivavar and to have the dwarves craft him another this weapon that can destroy Thanos who's wielding a stone. So they get there and only one one dwarf is left. The other two hundred and ninety nine were murdered yeah. by Thanos. Yeah. Mr. Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage himself. Peter Dinklage is a fucking fifteen foot, sixteen thousand pound fucking dwarf. <laughs> and But before uh, you get there, you do have a nice warm moment with Rocket and and uh Oh Thor. yeah, when they're talking about the loss. Thor's yeah. talking about he goes. You can see he's like kind of defeated inside. Yeah, this is where I was going to talk about it. How Thor's storyline is more epic. It's more like a old school hero's tale, where Tony's is is kind of, you know, more like a movie tale. Thor's is more of your epic Homeric poem. Yes, it, it's it's an epic. It's an epic it is. Tale. It is an epic, and 
a king's tale. Oh, yes, there you go. He's Ooh, lost his father. Yeah. He's lost his mother. His brother's dead. His kingdom's in distraught. His he basically has no kingdom to rule now. Are there any Asgardians left? I mean, I he think, may be the last one. Yeah, I think he said that there's a few, didn't he? Where's Sif at? She's off doing her own thing, but yeah, she wasn't there for Ragnarok or this other thing. I know, and the, like the Norse tells he marries her, but he broke up with Jane, so well, I'm good. Now the other question, it was a mutual thing. Right? Oh okay. yes, sir. Yes, mutual but, thing, man. So, <laughs> what was the name? Of, what, what happened to the Valkyrie? Was she dead in the pile of people laying all over the place? I didn't. See I her. didn't catch her. I didn't catch her being dead. But there were so many people there. Huh? And the Rock dude. I really hope he didn't die. Uh, I'm sure he's dead too. He probably is. So, anyways, because he was awesome. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> uh, God Ragnarok was great. But anyways, back to Thor. Thor's rocket sees that he's distraught, and he goes back and he's like, "All right, I got to be the captain of the yeah. ship and see what the hell's going on with this guy." And he goes back here and talks to him and. Thor basically just crushes Rocket's <laughs> morale. Like he's when it's over, Rocket's like fucking depressed. It's <laughs> the worst telling about everything he's lost and how it happened. And really, it is a fucked up tale. It's like, yeah. well, you know, my my father <laughs> had a murderous daughter and he locked her up in hell. You know, I'm, and just this big long story and uh, everything went bad and how the mother died and the father died and the sister died and his <laughs> brother died and Heimdall, his best friend, died and. Yeah. You know, I mean, just like holy shit! It's like, dude, yeah. just and Rock is like, yeah, and Rock is like, are you, are you sure you can go on with this? He's like, well, you know, normally depression and anger is a a really good motivator to for things Vengeance. like this. Yeah, and Thor's <laughs> kind of crying a little bit. He's 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 about to crack, but he grasped onto that that rage and that whatever and then he says uh he says to uh rocket something along the lines of thanos never beat me or nobody beats thor or something it's and he something says something along the lines of he, he's thanos has never never fought me yes he did and, and he won and he won well he's he's never nobody fought me twice Nobody's ever beat me twice, is what he says. I think. <laughs> something like yeah, that. something like that. It's fucking awesome. And then he he's a little happier at this time. He's like, okay, I can settle. I've got a mission. We're gonna do it. So then they show up there with the dwarf and find out all the dwarves died and they jacked up Dinklage's hands. So they have the molds for this new weapon. Well, he which made is... the gauntlet. Yeah, he made the Infinity Gauntlet for Thanos. He thought that's that what... if he just it... made the gauntlet, he would keep everybody alive. And then right. he slaughtered them all anyway. And then he yeah. took his hands and he put them in iron gauntlets themselves. And he said that your hands are only for me and me alone. Yeah. Mr. Game of Thrones. Yeah. So they have to – so they get there and the forge is shut down because the star is not – its energy is not being accessed somehow or whatever. They shut and, the star down. It's yeah, they spinning. shut the star down or something. This collapsing star, and that's the energy needed to craft the weapon that can take him out, which is Stormbreaker, just a weapon in the comic. It's the axe. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's the axe. It's version. not the hammer. It's the axe. Yeah. Does Beta Ray Bill carry that? Yes. Yes, it's Beta Ray Bill's weapon, basically. So it's the horse face Thor, if 
case you're not the, the, sure the who it is. Space guy who's fucking badass himself. Yeah. Like he really needs to show the fuck up. <laughs> let's, let's just go ahead and do this. I mean, you've already got Stormbreaker. Like just fuck Captain Marvel. Just tease Beta Ray Bill at the end. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, um, so Thor's got to restart the forge, which means he's got to go out there and like manually crank the fucking star to life. Yeah. Which goes well beyond the shown power level of any character in the <laughs> series so far. Like, Thor goes to Superman levels of power at this point. Like <laughs> This is like Golden Age Superman. Like Golden Age Superman. Like, he goes from being maybe half as powerful, if I had to guess, as like the other movie Supermans. <laughs> Except, maybe, well, maybe not counting the very first Superman. That dude was epic. But, he like, moved the moon to Superman 4, didn't he? I don't remember. Yeah. But, like, then he... Anyways, yeah, maybe he did. Hulk hasn't even shown a power level that matches the comics yet. Not remotely has a character in the series shown this level of power yet that matches what you see in the comics from characters like Thor. Like, Thor's near Superman level, in my opinion. He's not quite there, but he's close. Shazam is close, too, isn't he? Yeah, uh, Hulk's, Hulk's got that power level. Well, and the angrier Hulk gets, the stronger he gets. So but Hulk can go beyond yeah. that, I believe. Um, Superman is still fucking win though. But anyways, I mean, if you give him an EA subscription, he'll get really pissed off. <laughs> shit, then they would, then he would rip Superman in half. <laughs> so, anyways, Thor goes like the get Thor him on that, Comcast. The Thor that starts the forge should have killed everybody at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he hasn't even got a weapon yet. And it's like, this motherfucker just restarted the star with his bare hands. And then the star shoots him through the chest. And he just holds on. And you remember the scene in, was it Civil War, when Steve Rogers grabs the helicopter and the rail, and we're showing off his biceps? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be deleted from all future prints of that film, because fucking Thor's biceps, like, they're just insane as he's holding on to these two fucking... uh, these handles that help restart this. Well, they're woven with mithril. I mean, <laughs> yeah, apparently. It's like, Thor's like, you know what? It's like, I'm going to wake up my power at this point. Yeah. And it's fucking epic. He takes the star right through the chest, and all the power goes in and heats the forge, and they're able to craft the weapon. And it knocks the shit out of Thor. And he's like, I don't know, is he supposed to be dead when he's laying there at first? He's, he's dying. He's dying. And the only thing that can help heal him is if you forge the axe. Yes. And but it's he can't fucking Game of Thrones, I forgot his name. Can't they, find the handle. handle. And they're looking around and the fucking uh Groot is like Fuck. What do I do? Oh I know. I'm a goddamn tree. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I was probably his exact, exact thoughts because he's foul mouth little fucker. Yeah. So he just extends his hand, grabs the hammer. Well, not the hammer, but the axe. Just came out of the lava, so it's fucking hot as hell. He screams in pain, forges the Stormbringer, or the fuck the name of it is. Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Future son's middle name. <laughs> God damn, you're not Catholic. How many fucking kids you're going to have? 
There's many as it takes to have one named Thor fucking Stormbreaker. (laughs) And he forges And then Thor hand reaches out. The the lightning starts crackling and he comes back to life. And it's just, it's fucking epic. So, also, the other power of Stormbreaker is it has the power of the Bifrost. So it lets Thor call forth the ability to teleport himself across the universe, which is a pretty fucking awesome power. Yeah, I could <laughs> use that. Yeah. Like, this, the fucking sequences of Thor, I mean, are, they're fucking epic. Like like Paul said, they're, they're like Homer. They are a king's tale. It's awesome. So anyways, now, and then Thor teleports off. Not to mention, forgetting one key thing, he can speak Groot's language because yeah. it was an elective in fucking Asgardian school. <laughs> so whatever, anyways. And he has an eye now. Yeah, and he gets... Oh, yeah. Rocket Raccoon has a robot eye that he stole from somebody and smuggled out in his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives it to Thor, and Thor puts it in his eye socket. <laughs> so Thor has a fucking electronic robo-eye that's brown, and then he's got his natural blue eye. So... Anyway, so Thor takes off towards Earth. Now, jumping to Thanos' thread. You're going to have to help me with this since you just saw this today. That's a long fucking thread. <sighs> well, let's let's try to short version it. Thanos fucks everybody up. Let's get to Thor. <laughs> yes. So Thanos captures Gamora. Let's let's go back to that part. We do find out some backstory with Gamora and how Thanos captured her and raised her and slaughtered her family and all that stuff. But Thanos really, truly loves Gamora. He He just loves his quest. He he loves his quest more. He's willing to sacrifice her for that. And that comes into play when after he captures Gamora, they go to whatever the planet is that has the Soul Stone. Yeah, they they go to, to New York, basically. They go to where the Twin Towers have been erected. And essentially, Red Skull somehow has become the keeper of the Soul Stones in the previous 70 years. Because he... Yeah, when he tried to get the Tesseract, he got transported there. Yes, it transported him there. And he's some sort of like... He's got some other powers now. He's like a gatekeeper. He's like a gatekeeper. He like floats around and shit. It looks pretty badass. And I didn't realize it wasn't the same actor either. I thought it was. The guy doing the voice is very close to um, Hugo Weaving. So, anyways, and he tells Thanos, hey, you want to sacrifice something. And, well, it has to be a soul for a soul stone. And Gamora just, it has to be something you love. Which Gamora starts laughing. Because she's like, oh, you're defeated. Because <laughs> you don't love anything. You don't love anything. The universe finally fucked you. Yep, and she thinks she has won. And then Thanos has got like tears running down his fucking face. Because she's making fun of him for crying. Cause she thinks he's crying because his mission's done. And he grabs her and fucking throws her off the fucking cliff. And it's she hits it's not that funny. <laughs> it's, no. it's a little bit more dramatic. It's yeah, it's probably not much Red Skull's than... like, he's not crying for right. himself. <laughs> She's so, like, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, then she realizes she's the one that's fucked. So he throws her off the cliff, she dies, and he gets the soul stone. Yeah. And then he teleports to Titan? Yes. 
Because we, I mean, we are skipping a little bit of stuff here. Yeah. So he teleports to, to Titan, and he is confronted by Doctor Strange, who is setting up a trap for him. Yes, because he had already in the prior scene set there, and because we, our heroes, have been trying to come up with the plan of how to defeat Thanos. It was uh, Tony Stark and dipshit Star Lord. Star Lord, yeah. Yeah, and we've seen this. You've seen this part in a tra- in the trailers before, where. Uh, how about this? I come up with a plan that doesn't suck, wherever the hell the, the bickering was. At this point in time, didn't see this in the trailer, was where Doctor Strange was off in the corner meditating. And it looks like he's having this epic seizure. But what he's doing is he's going through like 14 million some odd different equations of future outcomes other battle with Thanos and Tony asked him okay in all of these future outcomes how many did we win one it's not a very good scenario no so that's when Thanos arrives on Titan right and they spring their little trap and the trap's pretty ingenious. They want to get the gauntlet off of Thanos. But they know they got to keep him distracted to do so. And the goal is they get him distracted and Mantis jumps on his head and puts him to sleep. Is that what she says? I think she tries to put him to sleep so they can... But he's very resistant to it. Like, he, it stops him in his tracks. He's basically about to pass out. Yeah, he's mentally not strong. not quite there. Yeah. He's not quite out, but he's out. And so... Um, they're talking they're they're fighting to get the gauntlet off they're trying to rip it off and Star-Lord is flipping out where the fuck is Gamora where's Gamora, where's she at what happened to her, what'd you do to her and he says I had to <laughs> and no. Then he f- no that's not what happened <laughs> Mantis is like he's very distraught he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. good fuck him <laughs> yeah yeah I forgot that but he finds out that Gamora's dead. Yeah. So, of course, he starts fucking hitting Thanos in the face and some other shit. Well, we're, and he we're causes... leaving out what's her, what's her fucking name. Her sister is there. Oh, yeah. Um, the fuck is her name? The robot sister. Gamora's Nebula sister. is there. Nebula, yes. And he's like, no. He's like, you're lying. She's like, no. She's telling the truth. She went to fucking Red Skull Island <laughs> where the fuck it is <laughs> and he went there with her and she didn't come back he's like no and they're trying to tell him was it uh it was Tony he's like yo motherfucker you need to chill the fuck out we almost got him just you know slow your roll yeah and that's when he like starts pistol whipping him in the face and uh, does he break the connection, or is it just is it, or is it just that he wakes up? I can't remember. He breaks the connection because he punches him in the face, and that's what breaks the connection. Yes, yeah, it breaks the connection. And he and Spider Man just about has the glove off. You can see it like halfway off, just on his fingers, and then that's it. 
He just starts laying waste to everybody. Gets the glove back on, and there's this awesome low-angle shot from the ground up. And you see him reach back, his hand extended to the moon behind them, and he just squeezes the moon, and it pulverizes it, and he pulls the moon down, and it's like comets coming down, pulverizing Titan, almost at Earth. Yes. And it was epic as fuck. Yeah. And... Kind of wish I saw it in 3D at that point. Yeah. And Tony Stark, his Iron Man suit has like a molecular nanotechnology or some shit. He's... It's T-1000. I don't fucking know. Polymomatic alloys, I'm sure. Right? So... Nano suit is what he has. Yeah, nano suit. So it's fucking like morphing as he's fighting. It's actually pretty cool. It was an epic fight they had with, with Thanos. It was great. It was an el- excellent scene. and But Thanos ends up like whipping the shit out of everybody because he's fucking Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet on. Yeah. And he stabs Tony Stark through the guts with Tony Stark's like sword that they made out of the nano shit, right? Yeah. Or was it something else's sword? I think it was just a sword he picked up off the ground or something. Maybe it was one of Drax's blades or... I, goes, I don't fucking... Stabs him through the guts. I didn't even see where the blade came from. I just saw him stab him with the blade. He might have broke it off. He broke. I think Tony Stark morphed it out of his suit, and then he broke. It got broken off. I think. I can't remember exactly. Um, I, I'm really going to have to go see this movie again. I mean, I pay attention every fucking second of it, but there's just so much, and we're kind of doing a play by play instead of a review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, so then Thanos and Tony Stark have like his like epic scene of dialogue, but you're going to have to do the dialogue. When he sets him down on the rock and he's telling him about, about oh, he says, yeah, Tony Stark finally, before he gets stabbed, yeah. he fucking draws blood. Oh, yeah. All that just for a drop of blood. A drop of blood, yeah. And then he stabs him. Yeah. And, you know, Thanos tells him he's got his respect, blah, 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 whatever. And Thanos leaves. I can't remember what he said. He, he said something along the lines of that... You will be remembered, or you have my respect. Some some bullshit like that. Yeah. And he gets ready to, to end Tony Stark's life, and then that's when Doctor Strange said, "Wait." Yes, and gave him the stone. If you spare his life, I will give you the stone. And he said, "No games or no tricks. I think. No tricks. Yeah, no tricks. Because he tricked him earlier with the fake." Yeah. Time stone, he said, no tricks. And that's when he gave up the stone. And he gave it to him, and he drifted away, and that's when Tony was like, why did you do that? And he said, we're in the end game. Which, I'm sure, will probably be the name of the next film. If any of the end game or fuck it is. Avengers Endgame, probably. Maybe, maybe. Um... Cut Stormbreaker going to fuck shit up. That's what it's going to be called. <laughs> so, the return of Beta Ray Bill. Um, cut, to, <laughs> cut to Wakanda. Back to Wakanda. So everybody's getting their fucking asses kicked. It's starting to fall apart. Um, Black Panther's getting mauled. Um, White Tiger's getting his fucking teeth kicked in. Uh, Vision. Vision's like extremely powerful in the Marvel Universe. And he's a fucking bitch in this movie. <laughs> He well, just takes an ass with the whole fucking movie. Well, he laid down there. He's like, you know, take my fucking Mind Stone and 
Well, once you got a fucking stab beginning of the movie, he goes fucked up. Yeah, he was done. They must have had some type of special blade to fuck him up. Yeah, he was definitely fucked up. So, they're all trying to stop. Thanos shows up. And they're all... Wait a minute. Thanos show up before or after Thor? After Thor. After Thor. I don't know okay. what Thor was doing. Thor took down these those giant fucking towers, and it was epic as shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, the towers are fucking just... It's a fucking mess. They, I mean, they're getting their asses kicked. It's all falling apart. They're about to lose. And at the last second, the fucking Bifrost hits the fucking ground. And here comes the Lord of Thunder. And he is bringing the fucking pain. It's one of the most... It is. It, it has to be, possibly, the most epic superhero moment in superhero film history. I, I'm... It's close if it's not the top. Think of one better. It's like we wrote off Thor scenes and everybody else wrote everybody. <laughs> yeah, like when I mean, you're wanking off the fan theories and shit of our own. This is what we would have had Thor do. Yeah. We might not be able to write the rest of the movie, but we would have got this shit. <laughs> this is what we would have started at. I got an idea for a scene with Thor fucking shit up. <laughs> yes! Let's write a whole film around that one scene. Yeah. So anyways, Thor rolls in like the fucking just... He, he, he's Ragnarok for these guys. That's what he is. Yeah. He is Ragnarok. And it is fucking on. And just shit's blowing up, getting electrocuted. The hammer's just flying around, just fucking smashing shit. He's just like ripping them to pieces with his bare fucking hands. And it's just like this Rocket Raccoon's fucking shit up. Winter Soldier picks Rocket Raccoon <laughs> in one hand, and he's got a machine gun in the other hand, and they're spinning, and it's fucking epic. And then Rocket Raccoon tries to buy his arm, and then he's like, no, the arm's not for sale. Rocket Raccoon's like, I'm going to get that arm. Yeah. He's like, how much for the gun? And he just walks off, how much for the arm? I'm going to get that arm. Yeah. So anyways, and then Groot, Groot's smashing shit, and it's pretty epic, too. Oh, yeah, Groot's uh, just impelling motherfuckers right and left. You don't give a it's, shit. It's the scene you expect the Captain America to get, if you've been watching this whole Marvel Universe yeah. unfold since years. You thought the Captain America would probably roll in here at this point and be the fucking shining knight in armor, but no. Yeah. They didn't need a shining knight in armor. They needed the fucking king. Yeah. And he rolls in like fucking King Arthur wielding Excalibur. Like, like I don't know, Obi-Wan Kenobi and a blue lightsaber. I mean, it's just this, this is what shit is dying yeah, everywhere. This is what we thought Luke Skywalker would be at the end of The Last <laughs> yeah, Jedi. this is what last Luke Skywalker was supposed to be. Uh, yeah, Thor has went Super Saiyan at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is fucking He's got amazing. the lightning and everything. <laughs> and in five theaters that I know of, crowds went fucking ballistic. Like, uh, like I told Paul, like I said to Paul earlier in the podcast, it was like a big pop for fucking Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 3 or something. Yeah. It was just insane what the crowd did. I, I just couldn't believe it. And it was extended. I was like, holy shit. Like, I mean, I was enjoying the scene. But when the crowd did that, I got an adrenaline dump. Mm. Like, my chest got tight. I started grinning. I looked over at my son, and he was fucking grinning ear to ear. And I and what was great about that, and he's 10 now, is when we went to see the first Avengers movie, he went with the Thor helmet and hammer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and when Thor... Um, brought the lightning down on the Chitauri Warriors and made that big impact in that fight. 
Owen stood up in the middle and was screaming in the middle of the theater. And I, that's exactly what I thought of when the crowd went crazy. I was like, this is like full circle now. Yeah. This is so fucking insane. And it was a very cool, nostalgic father-son moment. Because yeah. all I could think of was when him, when he was four years old, standing up on the fucking theater seat going ape shit. And the crowd laughed at Owen when he did it. You know, Because yeah. I was grabbing him, trying to pull him down, get him to be quiet. But, <laughs> man, it was fucking great. And it brought it brought a little tear to my eye, that nostalgia, that that bug sitting there with Owen like that. It was pretty awesome. I, I, it's the best in in cinema moment I've ever had because of my son and sharing it, and all that kind of come flooding back. I've I mean I love movies, but I'm not one of these people that gets tore up like some of these other people do about it. But this moment had me, and Thor fucking rocked it. The writers, the directors, the way the action played on the screen. They got the cinematography. They got everything fucking right with Thor, and it was, it just, it was great. I, I can't quit talking about it. I mean, it was like Jaws blowing up. It was like King Kong falling off the Empire State Building in the original movie. It was like I am your father. It's an iconic fucking moment, and it was a superhero movie. It's fucking great. It was just awesome. So. And it was a big talk on Twitter, too. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit, Thor and stuff like that was the tweets and stuff when I yeah. came out there and was checking. And this was opening night. So I'm imagining that millions of people around the world probably clapped and cheered during that scene. Yeah. At least the first week. Yeah. It was awesome. So fucking awesome. And then Thor... No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I kept jumping ahead. Yeah. <laughs> jumped ahead. Well... This is about Thor now. Fuck this shit. <laughs> Unfortunately, all good things come to an end. Once, uh, once Thanos arrived, you could see. I guess they could all f- sense a presence arriving, especially old pussy Vision. Yeah. The Mind Stone started was speaking to him earlier in the movie, but nobody else could. Wanda couldn't even like talk to him. It was like I don't fucking feel anything. But there's a chill in the air, I guess. And at this point, right beforehand, Vision was getting, once again, shockingly, his ass handed to him. Captain America, was it Captain America who came and saved him? Or was it the girls? There was Captain America with him. Everybody tried to save him. At one point in this movie, it's like, like, that's... Family Guy and Spider-Man, everybody gets one. It's kind of like yeah. that. Everybody saved his, saved his ass at least once time in this movie. So, Hulk tried to do yeah. a, a save. Uh, he wouldn't come out, so Bruce Banner was like, fuck you, Hulk, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. I mean, all this shit happened leading up to this scene, but somehow... Everybody was basically in this little ravine wet that you could film in your backyard. If you had a big forest backyard in like West Virginia. And here comes fucking Thanos, ready to whoop everybody's ass. Vision is pleading with Wanda. You gotta fucking kill me. Take the fucking Mind Stone and destroy it. We've already had this discussion. And she's like, I can't fucking do it. And he said, 
it's not fair that you have to be the one to do it, but please do it. Uh, he says something along the lines of, the only thing I can feel is you. Please, just do it. Thanos is laying waste to all the Avengers as he is marching towards him. Death is coming. Not only to them, but the entire universe. And so she does what she has to do, and she has to kill the only being that she loves, that she's only loved, other than her brother, who she's already seen die before her eyes because of shit like this. So she starts killing him. And then Thanos is right on top of her. She blasts his ass. Now she's basically torn between both of them. And just at that moment where he's right upon her, boom, my stone is blown. Vision shatters in two. And there's Thanos looking down, distraught. Fuck. And he walks over to her. He gently caresses her hair. And he says something along the lines of, I understand your loss. And she says, You couldn't possibly understand. And he says, No, I do. And then with the time stone, he reverses time, brings back vision, reaches in, and tears the mind stone from his fucking skull. Just throws him down like a piece of shit. Just fucking kills him outright. Like, what does fucking DRT dead right there. Fucking done. Dead. He hit the ground PDQ pretty damn quick. The quick Eugene from Walking Dead. Just fucking done. And, uh, that epic moment built up. For fucking nothing, just you're fucking dead. <laughs> I'm your dad. This is how it works. Snap, you're dead. Who's your daddy, oh, bitch? Shit. Yeah, it was like the comic book version of Schindler's List. <laughs> it's just fucking a brutal execution. It was yeah. terrible. And I mean, it was pretty fucking brutal. Just, just sockets, and it's like if it was. <laughs> If he had brains, it would be like <laughs> remember in Predator when they ripped your spine out. That's pretty much what it looks like. I mean, I'm sure if they were allowed to go R, they would have gone. Ah, <laughs> uh, what's the real famous movie from the '80s with like the mind powers that people's heads blow up? Like scanners or something. Scanners, yeah. It's like that, that's what I thought of. Was scanners, but Predator's a really good idea too. <laughs> he basically just fucking crushes his skull. It just it just rips it to pieces. So, and there's a real cool effect with all the collar coming out of the vision too. Oh yeah, like, he just turned like blue. Yeah, it was pretty neat. So that was, now, now yeah. the, the I mean, gauntlet, I knew he would turn back time. I just didn't think it'd be that fucking vice. <laughs> yeah, the Infinity Gauntlet is now complete. Yep. Thanos is the man, and here comes Stormbreaker. Thor comes flying in like a motherfucking holy badass that he is and slams that fucking axe right through that motherfucker's heart. Thanos drops to his fucking knees. He fucking... I, what does Thor say to him? He said um, the same thing that he told 
him once he killed Loki. I told you you would die for that. Yes. And then he crams the fucking axe deeper into his fucking chest. And you can see the life like draining out of Thanos like, fuck, Thor's got this dude whipped. And then Thanos looks at him and says, you should have went for the brain. You should have went for the head. Or went for the head. Snaps his fingers. And it's fucking done. They lost. Well, he snaps it. Well, he snaps his finger, but then you see the gauntlet short circuit. This goes. I think it. I think it was overpowered. Yeah. By the snap. By the the power of all the stones doing what they just yeah. did. So apparently, Mister Game of Thrones can't make a good fucking gauntlet. Yeah, apparently not. Maybe whatever. So anyway, fucking dwarves. People start fucking like dying. Well, it takes a few minutes. Yeah, it takes a minute for the power to spread across the universe, apparently. Everybody's like, where'd he go? How does he get Thor off from him? What happens there? I forget. Well, what happens first, they cut to Thanos, the standing in the water. And he's looking around like, what the fuck? Am I dead? What the hell's going on? And he sees little, little girl Gamora, who we've seen earlier in a flashback when she was a kid. And when he rescued her the first time, and she asked him, "Did you, did you do it? Did you accomplish it?" And he says, "Yes." And what what did it take? What did you have to give out? What what did she say to him? Mm, I'm having a lot of trouble remembering. I think the just, she said something along the "What did you have to give up?" Something like that. Yeah, that's so, the general gist of yeah. it. What did you have to give up to accomplish it? And he said, with the tear in his eye, everything. And then it cuts. And then you see, go back to um, Wakanda. And that's when people were walking around. And then, I don't remember who the first one was, but people start turning into ash. It was the White Tiger, I think. Was it? I think so. Yeah. I think it was Bucky Barnes, White Tiger. And then, yeah, it was Bucky. He starts walking towards um, Captain, Captain America. Captain America. And he just starts fading away, floating. Like he, turn, he just, turns into leaves. Like he turns into leaves or Cocoa Krispies or something. Leaves and ash. <laughs> ash to ash, yeah. dust to dust. Yeah, they just they just dissipate and fall apart. Yeah. It's, so it's, half, half the life in the universe is eliminated. Yeah. With a snap of Thanos' fingers. Half yeah. of all life. Trillions upon trillions upon trillions. Quadrillions of lives. Just fucking lost. It, it brings balance to everything is Thanos's. Yeah, Thanos' whole... And, and to get behind... We kind of skipped through this. Thanos' whole goal is to keep, basically, the populations from destroying themselves by growing too big to sustain like it did his home planet. And he had warned them about it. And that's why he kills half the life on every planet he goes to. So that's his goal with this. And now he snaps his fingers and half the life of the galaxy is gone. And he's fixed everything in his eyes. That's why he did the Gamora's planet. Yeah, that's why he did the Gamora's planet. And he, he told her that. It's like, well, half your people were starving and dying. And then I took half of it. And look at them now. They're not starving. They're not hungry right. anymore. They have full bellies, full mouths. I saved you. 
Yeah. So he's wiping out everybody, and the superheroes just start dropping. Super. Let's see. Not, yeah, Superman died. Yep, he died. Uh, Bucky dies. Um, who else died? Falcon. Falcon died. Black Panther died. Black Panther dies. Groot dies. Spider-Man dies. Spider-Man's scene was pretty epic at this point. That was pretty heartbreaking, wasn't it? It was heartbreaking. Like, what's the actor's name? Um, Tom? Andrew Garfield's replacement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he fucking knocked it out of the park because he quit being Spider-Man and became a scared kid. Yeah. You know? And he just, he didn't want, I don't want to go, Tony. I don't want to die or something like that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling well. I'm not feeling that, well. That was his spider sense kicking in, I think. And he runs over to Tony and, like, hugs on to Tony. And he's just scared to death. Yeah. Like, not like everybody else. Like, everybody else is, like, kind of trying to resist or yeah. they look shocked. Like, Spider-Man is fucking a panicked child that's I, getting yeah. ready to die. I think and it was... was it was crushing. I think it was, it was very probably his, his spider sense kicking in too, telling him you're dying, you're you're going to go. You're fucked. You're fucked, dude. You're fucked. Yeah. And that's why he was holding on to him, and and Tony held him onto him tight. What anything he could do there? And he laid down with him, and he's just holding him because there's nothing he can do. And he just he's like Tony, I don't want to go. Tony, I don't want to go. And then he left, and Tony's like. Fuck, there's nothing I could do. Yep. Yeah. And Tony had that helplessness, helpless look on his face like he's had for the last six years in all these yeah. Infinity movies. He's like, big game scenarios, Tony is fucking worthless, isn't he? Yeah. In his yeah own... he's, it's the whole man in the suit thing. Yeah. In his own movies, he's okay, but when he's fighting gods, he's worthless. Yep, he's just a man. So, Star Killer dies. Um, they killed no. They killed Drax. Drax dies. They didn't. Yeah, kill I wasn't going in order. Drax dies. Star Killer dies. Star keeps Star Lord. Star Lord dies. <laughs> um, does Mant Mantis dies? Mantis dies. I don't remember them killing Star Lord. Did they? Yeah, he did. Huh. Doctor Strange die. Doctor Strange died too. Yeah, basically Tony's the only one standing. Him and Nebula are the only two I left think, out of that. Bunch. I think the only ones that are really alive is like the original Avengers. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the Hulk's still there. Yeah. What about Rhodey? What about War Machine? Is he? Yeah, the original Avengers are there. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So. Man, if they would have killed uh, Thor, I'd be so fucking pissed. Well, I think Thor probably numerically was supposed to die, but he's fucking got Stormbreaker and he's a badass now. <laughs> and he's like the only fucking dude that resisted that shit. That's what I think. That's my theory. So, fuck them motherfuckers. And then at at the end of the movie, you see Thanos. Just like in the comics. I can't remember if it was Infinity Gauntlet 2 or 1. I think it was 2. You see him sitting. I don't think it was at his home, in. He's sitting on a hillside. He's sitting on a hillside, but I forgot where it, it was actually at. But it's it's what it's called his home. Like it was fucking Japan. Yeah, it's it's at his home, and he's retired. That's why he said he wanted to do. sit home, and retire. He's done. 
He's done what he said he wanted to do. He doesn't have the gauntlet on anymore. His arm's all fucked up. You can see it from where the gauntlet was at, and it blew up. And he's content. He's done. He did what he set out to do. In his mind, the universe has been fixed. The end. Movie goes off. Eighteen ballsy. Eighteen hours of credits later, <laughs> you get Nick Fury makes his return. Him and uh, Hill, I forgot her fucking first name. Yeah. They're driving through New York when all that shit's going down, and then they start. Starting to be car accidents and shit. Hey, where the drivers have disappeared. Yeah. And they get out to see what the fuck's going on, and Hill fucking disappears, and Nick Fury runs back to their vehicle, grabs out some sort of transmitter, hits a button, then he starts to disappear, and he goes, Mother! And then, he, of course, his face dissipates before he can say, Motherfucker. Motherfucker. And, yeah, and he drops it, and it goes down, and it's like Captain Marvel's. Fucking symbol. symbol. So he sent her a message or something. So the movie goes off. Yep, so we're getting Captain Marvel next. Miss Marvel. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Very cool. But I'm just curious, like, how powerful are they going to make her? I think she's supposed to be as powerful as she is in the comics. She's pretty powerful. Yeah, she's cosmic level. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck she's at. I guess she's technically out there with the, um, Nova Corps. Yeah. But she is, uh... I know the movie is set in the 90s. And she... You're going to be having some of that... I forgot what the technical term they use for it, but re-aging or whatever the fuck they call it. De-aging. De-aging. So... You get, like, 1990s Samuel L. Jackson and Coulson is going to be back. For that, and she's wearing like some Guns N' Roses T-shirts and some shit like that. So those pictures are out there. So should be fun. All in all, good movie. Now the question is, okay, I think the sequel's out next year. Is what they're saying. Is it before the next Spider-Man movie? Know that. Not sure. Because it's... They need to fix some of this shit beforehand. Because what are you going to do? I mean... If Spider-Man... Say the sequel comes out next year. I mean, you killed off most of these motherfuckers. Yeah. Because you can't have like a homecoming next year or any of these other movies if everybody's fucking dead. Unless you're going to have it on, like, whatever these people got. I mean, if they're dead, fine. But if they got taken to, like, some Earth 2-type bullshit, Earth 619, or wherever the fuck they are, Earth 619 is their Earth. I forgot what the ultimate universe is. Or the underworld or some shit. Maybe they go and meet Lady Death. Or just Death. Lady Death's a nightmare comics. So, you say bye, I say bye. I say, I can't wait for this to come out on DVD. 
Yeah, so I'm gonna, probably gonna see it again. It's gonna look great in 4K. Yeah, I was I was definitely uh, pleasantly surprised because the Avengers one when I walked out of the theater I was like man I really like that and then I watched it again I was like wow this movie's really not that great it's just okay and then I really did not care for Age of Ultron very much um, and that, then yeah. Ultron is a little disappointing yeah this was fucking great so I'm not sure what my favorite one is of all of the Marvel films yeah. You mean from a filmmaking perspective or from a fanboy? From a fanboy perspective, um, this one has some great moments. I'm going to have to say from both a filmmaking and a fanboy perspective, I'm going to have to say Thor Ragnarok. But my love of Thor predates the Marvel movies. He was like my top two or three um, for years, and the Thor movie kind of put him over the top for me. I'm gonna have to watch Winter, Winter Soldier again. I haven't watched that in a while. Yeah, but, but I mean, like Ragnarok. What? First off, it's got fucking Thor and Hulk in it. That's great. But it's like space hippie Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's just like, yeah. It's a Han Solo movie. I've already seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just fucking great. So, first Guardians was great. First Guardians is great though. Jesus. The <clears throat> second one I didn't really like because it they made it too serious. Yeah, they went too far with that shit. Cool, but too far. Um, Other than when he morphed into Pac Man, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Homecoming was, was Homecoming was really good. Yeah. Minus butchering Mary Jane to death. Yeah. And they fucked up Flash. They made fucking Flash a nerdy dude, and they made fucking uh, Mary Jane a nerdy chick. It's like your nerd is Peter fucking Parker. I can get Flash because that's kind of what your nerds are now. Not your nerds, but your bullies are kind of like your online bullies. Shit like that. But he's not terrorizing Peter. No. And he's not in opposition to Peter. But Mary Jane 8 is completely fucked up. Maybe if they made her like some hot golf chick, I might be into it. Oh well, fuck it. Okay, so what's what's the top like three Marvel films? It'd be this one, right? Are we okay with that? It's pretty, yeah. I'm, Winter hmm. Soldier. It's between Infinity War, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is a better complete film than Infinity War. I would say Winter Soldier is a real movie. Yeah, it's it's a better real movie. The the issue with um, too many threads detract from the experience, but there's really no other way to adapt Infinity War. Yeah, it's just the way it is. And Thor Ragnarok, I'm just those are my three. I, and there's just, what about the original Iron Man? You kind of have to go with that. 
I mean, you got a That's... weak villain, but... Yeah, the villain was pretty weak. I haven't watched it in a while. I bet it still stands up. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a couple of years. I watched the original Captain America a few weeks ago. It's still really good. Man, that first Incredible Hulk movie's still awesome, too, though, I bet. It's, on 4K. it's in 4K now. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I will have to cut out on the podcast because I got to go to work in about five and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to go to sleep. All right, well, if you want to talk to Scott or complain about the movie, that's Scott Paul Show at Twitter. So, not Scott and Paul Show. They won't give us that. Too many characters, I guess. But Scott Paul Show on Twitter. And that is it. So, goodbye.